Your go-to girls, Jill Vanek and Lauren Sherwin, flip the script and give you a weekly dose of career advice, banter, and the insider office gossip. You have all heard the phrase, your go-to guy. We are Are your your go-to girls. It's Jill and Lauren, the go-to girls. (laughs) We're here. That was so aggressive. That was so aggressive. I got so speedy on that intro. (laughs) That was so good. We're here. We're ready to party. We're ready to give you some podcasting. Tonight is the night. I'm telling you, we have a lot to catch up on. We do. We haven't seen each other in two weeks. That is out of control for us. Yeah. I mean, we're usually weekly. So we did a bunch of recordings and now it's we we haven't seen each other in two weeks. And there's been a lot. We have a lot to catch up on. Going on. Number one, you had a girl's trip in Charleston. I did. Our new favorite city in America. Love love Charleston. So my first trip ever, I love that there is a metropolitan small like city of Charleston. Right. And then you go over the Ravenel Bridge and you are like in Isle of Palm and Mount Pleasant and all these areas. And like you're in a beach town within 10 minutes, but it's incestuous. Like it has to be. Right. It's like, I think it's a little too small. Yeah. I mean, it's small. Like, Like you know, everyone, but the food was incredible. So good. Um, the may it's amazing. You can go from like a downtown vibe of like shopping all day. Then it turns into like really good nightlife at night downtown. And then you can go over to a beach town and do like day drinking and be like on the water. It's like, I'm a very big fan of Charleston. Oh, big time, big time fan. And then it's the perfect getaway. Like we should just say that if you want a girl's trip, that's not like a million dollars or like just a fun getaway. Charleston is it two hour flight from here. Yeah. Like if you're doing a bachelorette or something like it is a, that is a no-brainer for sure. Um, well, can you tell the people who you saw? So I get off the plane. I'm flying. So I fly in Thursday night. Okay. And I meet my college roommates at dinner. So I'm meeting up with my college roommates. It's like we do a trip every Halloween weekend. So I'm heading to dinner, get right off the plane. And they text me and they say, as soon as you walk into the restaurant, we went to Halls, this like famous steakhouse in Charleston, which was fucking unbelievable so i love a prime rib god it was so good it was just so that's how we kicked it off but they said to me when you walk in the door look to the left of the hostess stand and i was like i was like well what is it so i'm in the uber text i'm like what why what's going on and they're like craig and Paige are sitting right there from winter house and southern charm and all the shows right so i literally am like you guys are fucking lying like there's no way like there's no way i show up in charleston right the first restaurant the first thing that i get to see is like the crew from summer house and there they were they were sitting right there to the left having dinner with like a group of people i had a moment because i was like i I literally just watched winter house on the plane to catch up and i was like there you are so i saw Paige and craig doing their dating thing i first i have so many questions how did they look second i am so glad craig is getting his comeuppance like Team Craig since day one. Really? Since see, I thought day I mean, one. See, I'm a Naomi. I was Team Naomi since day one. I just thought he was just a piece of shit waste of life. I'm telling you, he really made a turnaround. And then sewing down south, getting his. He's did a he, mogul. Did he pass the bar? Yes, passed okay. the bar. So yeah, so all those things happened. But yeah, let me tell you, it was. Uh, I love like I'm his sister. Like yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> he passed the bar. Yeah, totally passed the bar. Um, but you know, yeah, it was like wild. Like that's the first person. That's the first people I saw when I showed up in Charleston. I saw them love charm it. crew. And in hey, real yo. life, they look phenomenal. 
Yeah. I'm look incredible. <sighs> look amazing. That show is so good. I'm so in a winter house. I'm so, and just everyone making out. Love all it. What's going on. Love it. That's I'm what like we want to see. It. I'm totally, I'm Kyle freaking out. All of it. That is the content I want to see. Here's also what I'm living for. Kim K and Pete Davidson. Yeah. Wait, what's, so give me the scoop. Living. I, what's going on? This Pete Davidson. Now we know, number one, he's packing. That's he's got to prove it. He's got a huge hoo-hoo willy. Huge. And it's got to be a huge that's on. That's in the media. We're not making that up. He's got no small packer. Funny. First of all, have you seen King of Staten Island? Yes. The movie he did? Yeah. I thought it was brilliant, hysterical. <sighs> Love him. Have such a crush on him after that. I thought he was good in it, but I, I didn't think it was like a great film. Oh. <laughs> Loved him. Howard Stern interview he does, phenomenal. You'll fall in love with him. Okay. He's, his body's a wonderland. He's great. So I'm standing this relationship so hard because you know I love a young buck. You yeah. know I love this 41-year-old out of a divorce is like, listen, yeah, I'm just go. gonna have a good time. Yeah. Love it so much. I really hope they're having a great time. I don't, uh, so do you think something legit's happening? I think they're just having fun. Yes, hooking up, but do I think they're gonna date for real? No. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. It's a lot. And he's 27. And she's got four kids. Right. He's just, I'm telling you, who thought he would be like... And Kanye switched his name to Ye? Yes. Kanye legally switched it to Ye. Which yeah. I said it was Ye for like a while, but it's Ye. Ye? It's like Chuggy. It's like Kanye. Kanye, like Chuggy. That's so Chuggy, Kanye. I'm telling you. Yay. There's so much to report on. But yeah, God. I'm really standing the Kim guy. But well, and not even that, but you have been in wedding mode nonstop. Girl, I've gone to three weddings back to back and they were all a great time. Like yep. love a wedding, love a party. Didn't realize how much I missed it. All different. So much fun. Okay. I'm a lot poorer. I'll tell you that much. For sure. Like, they ain't cheap. You know, you're laying down and some you cash. And you show up. Oh, you know I show up. All right. So for your wedding that you will have one day from going to all these weddings, what are the things that you will do for your wedding? Okay. If I ever do get married. When you get married. I will have the following. At all costs. I don't care if it's literally my garage. We will have a band. Okay. That is my number one non-negotiable. Okay. I just think it sets the vibe. And I'm talking to band. I was at a wedding. Lauren, this band was like 10 people deep. They had a sax player and trumpet player who were doing Beyonce's um, freaking, I don't know, Freedom Formation, yeah, whatever. whatever. One Beyonce song that was great. Like somebody singing um, freaking Celine Dion. It was head to toe the best thing. Best. I never left the dance floor. Yeah, amazing. And I'm not a good dancer. And that's the the music that gets you going. So good. The whole vibe. Obviously, top shelf liquor. Always. Like, so open bars are non-negotiable for you? Open bars are non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, that's pretty much it. Plus, I'm older now in that, again, not old, but older. Like, I'm not going to have bridesmaids 80 deep. Yeah, it's like, just we're you, in a different time. You would know you do mean? a big wedding? Yeah, I love a party. Yeah, you'll do it. Yeah, so you'll I just will, do like just because I love a party. party. Okay. Exactly. Okay. That's non-negotiable. And plus, I will be registering, and I really don't care if this offends anyone. Uh, I'm not registering a Crate and Barrel, Love no. a West Elm, a one place and one place only. It's called TD Bank. Yep. And that's it. And that's on God, period. God on the Lord. Don't need China. God bless. Need some Benji's. Don't need a vase. Yeah. Don't need a fucking vase. Bless up. Because you know what? Ugh. I'm not playing that game no more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Don't. No, that's it. Don't need to do it. That's and then it. what'd you do for Halloween? 
Halloween. So I was at a wedding the day before. So it worked perfectly. My friends who got married have a huge Halloween party. So in Philly, Delancey Street, they literally shut down Delancey so the kids can trick or treat. They go baller. They got a DJ. They had a band. They had an open bar in their garage. It was so much fun. It's like the place to be on Halloween. Were kids trick or treating? Yes. Kids were trick or treating. Then when they go to bed, we put out a table and played Beirut. Okay. So how many parents had outfits on with their kids? A lot. A lot. And you know what? They look good. I was like, wow, I was a hater. Like, it's cute. (laughs) I mean. Dude, I I literally. I feel like I was a hater. Now, do some of them look like idiots? Yeah. Yeah. It, come on. I literally thought about you because I flew home early Sunday morning from Charleston. So you could do the whole So I could do trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. Yeah, with like oh, the whole neighborhood and just do it. We had a couple. We didn't have as many as I thought. Like I gave out a good amount of big candy bars, but I couldn't get over the amount of family costumes that there were. That's a lot. And I was thinking about you and I was like, <laughs> Jill's a hater. I know. Jill's a hater. I really am Family a hater. costume hater. So, so bad. I am a hater, but I was like sort of taking it back. And then I was like, mm, I don't know. What were the best ones you saw? I saw a dude who was a nasal swab, a COVID nasal swab. He had, his face was the bottom of the swab. He had 8 million boxes stacked up with a huge cotton ball on top and he wrote nasal swab on there. And then the best one I saw was a little girl was in her Zoom class. So like she had a poster board, her face was there and then she had all the Zoom kids around. It was so creative. I saw the Mario Kart crew where the entire neighborhood kids were all the Mario Kart like crew. Oh, like Princess Peach? Peach, Toad, but it was like 10 of them. So it was like so good. The entire crew was there and they all went trick-or-treating together. That was super cute. And then I love the one that was on TikTok and the one on Instagram with the Suez Canal. Okay, I haven't seen that. So like they were the actual ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. So at all these parties, they would be like blocking the bathroom or doing things. I was like, that's super creative. That's cute. I have to say, people are super fucking creative. They really are. You know what I want my costume to do next year that I think is so easy to do that I saw an older woman do and I was like, good on you. She dressed head to toe black, just like black turtleneck, black pants, whatever, and got paint swatches. Like, you know how you go to freaking Sherwin-Williams or whatever to get the thing? She got all gray paint swatches, pinned them on her shirt. She was 50 shades of gray. How kind of creative is that? I kind of love it. And easy to do. I kind of love it. Yeah. Damn. I liked it. We're going to, we should come up with something good next year. We should. I th- like, and I, there was some fun, like, I would love to be a funny one. Like I wouldn't want to be yeah. like the sexy cat. No, I would want to be like the creative fun one, like have a great time. 1000%. Yeah. I'm like all about it. Like the different, like there's just so many good ones. There are so many good ones. And now we're in fall and we're officially in fall oh, and it's fucking freezing. It's beanie season, but you know what beanie season means? For the ladies, it also means gray sweatpants season. Hey, yo. Happy holidays to us. Tis the season to be jolly. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I mean, if we haven't already been in like that kind of season because of COVID, it's like, yeah, welcome. Like, welcome. Open the doors. Here we go. Here we go. No, but they call it cuffing season. You know, like they talk about the fall and winter, like cuffing season, like people will purposely try to hook up or like settle down with someone because in the winter people don't go out. Yeah. It's like a known thing. They're like, oh, it's cuffing season. It's coming up. You should you should get together with someone. And then in spring, you break up with them because it's like you're released into the wild. This is like a real phenomenon. I didn't know that. Yeah. So what are you doing in cuffing season? Uh, girl, I haven't participated in cuffing season in a long time. <laughs> you're just wearing those gray sweatpants and just living your best life. I'm cuffed to myself. <laughs> you ain't got no one to cuff around. No. And you know what? Who needs to be bothered with that? I know. Seriously. No, I'll That's watch, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And I'm not going to cuff just to cuff. Get lost. 
especially winter, you're here all night and getting it now. Thanks. You might cough at your birthday party this weekend. Yeah, there's probably another word for it. I mean, cu- yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, doing something. I'm not going to pony up and settle down for five months, but yes. Okay, so guys, this is something we need to talk about because it's really, it's not bothering Jill and I, but we are so similar when it comes to this problem. And, but that's why we're a bad influence on each other. We we're have to be bad influence. And this is going to happen to Jill on Saturday at her birthday. So I am... I am one of those people who thinks that she's richer than she is in the sense that when I go out or like when I was in college and I maybe had 50 cents to my name, like left in my debit account, like I would your cafeteria card or whatever. Yeah. I would whip it out and be like shots on me. My card's open, open tab. Cause I'm just all about everyone having a good time. And then my mom would call me cause she was attached to my account in college. And when she'd be like, Hey, you overdrafted your savings again, blah, blah, blah. And I never understood that concept. It took me a really long time to figure out that like you when you bounce your checking, yeah. like it pulls from your savings and you get hit with a penalty fee. And my mom's like, we need to stop doing this. We, and then like, I would go to Jaren college and be like, take my credit card. Do not let me use it. Do not totally. let me take this out because I will just spend a ridiculous amount of money. ridiculous thousand percent so the party is happening on saturday i had a conference call with two of my best friends who are coming in and they straight up said jill you can't pull this your card goes away and we're also taking your phone because i also am known to then sit in a corner and drunk text and my friend goes jill Mm -hmm. it's not Mm -hmm. just one person i've seen you go she goes i've literally seen you go seven deep down the line until someone answers no and then i you like i facetime people and i call people throwing our phone in the river it's like it just needs to stop but it's like this non-stop and like you want to be that person and like what you want to be the go-to girl of the night and have a good time and everyone's partying. I totally. think my excitement level goes really high. And then I'm like, what did I do the next day? Yeah. Like I'll never forget Halloween in Orlando. We did a Galentine's night. We went out with all the ladies Yeah, out in Orlando. My friends from LA were visiting too. And I opened up a tab at the bar called Crow in Orlando. And I just opened up a tab, drinks were on me all night. Then I sat on the bouncer's chair outside the bar and welcomed in all the couples for a free shot. With told me. them you had an open tab. Yeah. Open tab, free shot. Let's do drinks. I was doing I was doing uh, snow angels on the ground at the dance floor. <laughs> Woke up the next day and Jerry looked at me and was like, I'm just so disappointed in you. And I was like, I'm disappointed in myself. I know. Like, in my bank I, account. How do I do that? And like, what? Because you just I'm get never excited. i see those random people I know. ever again. I know. But when you're What's having wrong a good time, it's such a good time. But it's upsetting. We need to curb that. I'm going to curb my enthusiasm because I really do wish I was the opposite person who could just bum free drinks and who's like, oh, I didn't even take out my wallet. No, no. no. Be a contributor. We're not those people. No, we're contributors. Yeah, but we got to watch it. We're givers. We're, we're givers. givers. But you know what? We're just givers. Yeah. No. We got to hone in on that. God help us. Well, tonight, ladies and a few gentlemen, we are yes. talking all things mentoring and sponsors. Yes. Don't be annoying, ladies. Yes, we're really going to talk about how you truly can turn off a mentor or a sponsor, and it is very easy. So to get into this, Lauren and I have talked about this at length, and we want to bring it to you in that a mentor and a sponsor are part of your network map, and in order to succeed in anything, you have to have both and multiples of both. Like if you don't have a sponsor or a mentor, y- y- you're not going anywhere. So 
here's the definition. A mentor is a word I think all of us are more familiar with. A mentor is someone you can talk to. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be someone you work with. It can be in your company, out of your company, maybe like an old family friend. A mentor could honestly be someone your age. Like, mm-hmm. like they take all shapes and forms. Yep. A sponsor, just so we get the definition right, is someone within your current company who talks about you, meaning they promote you, your work. They really are invested in you, your career, and your trajectory. So know the difference because they're going to play different roles. But I think it's important what you said is <clears throat> you need to have both. You need to have mentors that are in your life that are helping to guide you, who are those people that are talking to you and are working with you and helping you along your path. And you also need to have the sponsors who are talking about you and the ones that are really bumping you up and talking your praises when you're not around. Exactly. So, I mean, I think a good way to think about it is mentors give their time and sponsors give their reputation. Love that. Like both are super valuable, but but again, you need to... You need to pad yourself. You need to have a few of each, but that's what we're going to talk about a little bit tonight because there's a wrong way and a right way to go about finding a mentor and finding a sponsor. Yes. So truly, and this is really, in my opinion, it has to be organic. Like I have had an instance before where I got an email from someone and literally the email said, will you be my mentor? Mm Mm-hmm. No, I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn who will go, Hey, I'm really interested in your previous experience. I think you would be a great mentor for me. And I'm like, right. wait, what? Like who's yeah. sending that in a LinkedIn message to someone where they make absolutely no connection. There's no personal messaging and you're just reaching out someone blankly on LinkedIn. A hundred percent. And you know, we are proponents of using LinkedIn, but in the right way. In the right way. It's it's literally like, I'm trying to equate it. It would be like me walking up to a random dude on the street and being like, will you go out with me? Yeah. Like you just don't do it. And it is such a turnoff for people. I think to those people who are mentors and have a lot of mentees underneath of them, it can become overwhelming and daunting and another task for them to get added on. You do not want to make that person's life more difficult. You want to make it really, really easy for them to be a mentor of yours. And it's not something that's challenging for you to do, but something that you're making easy that they can just say easily yes to and want to help you with because they probably have a lot of other mentees that they're working with. Exactly. And I think it is very easy to forget that time is super valuable. Every time they talk to you on the phone, every time they're meeting you for coffee or going out of their way to connect you and send an email to someone they know, that is a lot of valuable time that truly you cannot be an asshole about. And what's happened to me before too is I think people really need to watch their social intelligence and their social boundaries. Mm -hmm. Be very careful what you do even over text. I really feel like sometimes over text, tone can get lost and you can seem very ungrateful or like I am supposed to do something for you instead of thanking someone and acknowledging the time. Like be very cognizant about how you're talking and how you're setting up these things. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. It's so crazy. So in terms of finding a sponsor, we get this question a lot like, okay, well, you know, if I can't come out and ask, how do I attract a sponsor, someone within your company, right? We'll start with that. So, you know, again, it takes time. It has to be organic. The first thing is that you have to build a network map and start building relationships. Yeah. There's no other way to do it. So like Lauren and I talk a lot about this, like, you know, seek out new projects and work with teams and people you've never worked with before. I just joined 
a women's group, like a women's circle for lack of a better word that they have at my company, which is amazing. I've met so many women who work in different departments, but who really like know some of the same players I do and who can uh, introduce me to people or who, okay, we're all going to the Pennsylvania women's conference in next week. Like you start to build those bonds. That is how you're going to expand and do stuff like this because it has to be organic in terms of that. Set yourself up, put yourself in the right place for it to happen. I think also being organic is doing the good work, like doing good work and people will recognize you for it. I think so many times we have to remember that if we just put in the right work, if we do the good work, those sponsors are going to organically happen because they're going to say, hey, I see that you're really a part of the culture. You're really supporting kind of our vision and our values. You're delivering on a great experience. They're the ones that are going to start to recognize you because of the good work you're doing and you're ultimately building those sponsors and then building on that relationship. But you have to do the work first. Right. And I think the second thing were to add on to that, you're building your network. You're doing well at your job. You're exceeding where you need to exceed. You also have to make it a symbiotic relationship. You have to solve a problem. Meaning, think about it in life. I'm sure people listening have kids who are like, mom, 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 mom. At certain point, you're like, get away from me. Yeah. Like, I'm sure. Like, solve a problem. What solution are you bringing to them? And truly, it can be something as simple as maybe they want to connect with someone. So, for instance, I have a woman at work who I connected with because we had to do some of these icebreaker type of things, right? So, I did a five-minute presentation on um, how college kids can get their resume together, right? Something like kind of nonsense like that. She saw it and was like, Jill, that was awesome. Can you send it to me? Because I want to show my son Mm -hmm. who's going to graduate next year. That automatically sparked a relationship because I was able to bring something to To her. her. I was able to give something to her and it was more of a symbiotic relationship, not take, take, take. Totally. And I think that's so important. So the next thing besides bringing something to the table or one of the final things, help others. Like, Go out of your way to help colleagues, assist someone. Because remember, you you want to play nice in the sandbox. I'm not saying get abused, get, you know, just overworked. Yeah. But that's how you start to build relationships. Like help out. You're going to be known as a team player. And guess what? Those people talk to their bosses and their bosses. It's and you get more trickle. exposure. You exactly. get more exposure when you're doing more team projects than actually helping out. It's all about the exposure. And the other thing I'll say, and I know we've talked about this before, FaceTime. Yeah. You need it go into the office or get in there. If you are, if their offices are starting to open up or you have that FaceTime, that visibility, it's interesting. One of my, um, one of my colleagues is having a face-to-face meeting with a healthcare network in two weeks down in Durham. And I still haven't been to the office yet. So I haven't like seen it. I haven't been there. And I reached out to my boss today and I said, Hey, I'd love to come down to meet the team because I know a lot of the executives are going to be flying in for this meeting. They're going to be present. The rest of the team's going to be there, like our our CFO, our CMO. Like They're all going to be there. So I was like, hey, it'd be a great opportunity for me to, one, sit in the meeting, see how we conduct the in-person sessions, but two, for me to get exposure and a chance to meet these individuals while they're in town. He's like, great idea. makes total sense. Like, just book your flights. We're all good. But like, you have to make the effort and put yourself out there to get the exposure and to get yourself in front of these individuals. You have to do it. And now out of any time oh, is going to be the time to think shine. About it. I've been sitting for five months in a home office, like on Zoom calls and all that, but there's only so much you can do without having that personal connection where people are buying into you or wanting to support you or grow you or exactly. mentor you. And to your exact point. So I have something similar in that there is a huge conference in my industry every December. 
And of course, with COVID, they're not putting pressure. You can do it virtually. Yeah. And you know, Which a is lot good. of people I think are. Good. But if you have the chance, you and I both know, and everyone knows that interaction is so powerful in person. You bond differently. You see body language. People help people who they like. Yeah. Do you know who people like? People who they've met face-to-face that they have that connection with. Yeah. So again, it's a lot. I make that analogy all the time. Think about for some of our audience who's ever done online dating. Think about how the texting could be great and they could look amazing in pictures. Boom, you meet them in person. There's zero chemistry. Zero. Yeah. It has to get to that level to proceed. So even small tricks like we've talked about, I know you might not want to. Oh, I don't have makeup on. I don't want to get ready this early. Turn your camera on during meetings. Be present. Make eye contact and show up in person. Those are going to be huge things. Plus, the last thing we'll say about being in person, your pool is smaller now. Everyone is not in the office. Use it to your advantage. Those are the things you can do to really attract and find a sponsor. Talk to people, talk to colleagues. Again, it should be organic, but you need people who are invested in you who want to see you succeed. Can I say something though? Don't be annoying. Like, I think it's annoying when I do these mentorship calls and they're like, hey, I'm going to put a bi-weekly cadence on our calendar so that we can connect. It's like, no, No. it's just so disingenuine. It's like, sometimes you're busy. Then you're like, I really don't want to be doing this call, but I don't want to cancel. It's like, Be very intentional when you set up those mentoring sessions, what you want to accomplish. It doesn't have to be a formal biweekly call. You could be meeting for a lunch. You could meet in an executive conference. You can meet in the office if you need that connection point. But I'm struggling a little bit with these just like, let's just put something on the calendar for 30 minutes and have it there. Exactly. It's driving me nuts. I agree with you because to what you said earlier, you are not the only one. These people got a lot of side mentees, if you know what I'm saying. So if you're a good mentor or sponsor, you're going to have a lot of people who want to talk to you. And if they're willing to give you that time, they have eight of you. They have 10 of you. They have people knocking down their door. You have to make it worth their while. And if you're just take, take, taking every two weeks, 30 minutes at a clip, that's going to get real old, real fast. Real fast. Real fast. Make it symbiotic. And also to Lauren's point, it doesn't need to be routine. You can pick up at meetings when something comes up that you really want to seek advice about or tap into them. It doesn't have to be routine. The other thing that's actually becoming, I don't want to say popular, but it's a new app. There's something called Mentor Pass, Hmm. which I think is very interesting. I have not tried it, but it's really the concept of treating your time like putting a value to it, which Mm. it does have. So there's an app and you can pay, and I truly don't know the cost or anything, to speak to CEOs and different people in industries to to have them give you a kind of slap shot advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that is the worst thing in the world either. You want to build organic mentors, but again, it just boils down to that concept, respect people's time. Mm -hmm. It's super valuable. It's super valuable. It really is. And again, like we said, the other really annoying thing, you know, you don't want to say, can I pick your brain? When you're meeting with someone, obviously the relationship grows. Exactly. Be intentional. It can be, can I put 10 minutes on your calendar to talk about problem X and Y that I'm having, I would love your insight on it. Boom. Then they know what's coming up. They know, and they know what's expected of them and what they can give back to you. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, that's really the thing. I think it just boils down to, they need to believe in you. I, we've been in the similar situation. So 
when you get mentored a lot or, or sort of where we are in our career, we're also asked to, to mentor people. Right. You want to give back. It's full circle. I think it's fine. smart. Yeah, we're in turn. It's smart. A hundred percent. I think the biggest thing though is, and we've both been in this situation, I will not put someone forward. I will not speak about them. I will not sing their praises unless I believe in them. And I've seen their work. And you know what's really hard when people reach out to you and say, hey, would you put me in for this or would you right. remote me? And you know that you don't want to put your, you, that's the sponsor piece that you right. don't want to sponsor that individual because they haven't proven it to yourself and you don't want to be associated if something happens. Exactly. Because it's tough. And I think that's the big difference that we need to highlight here. A sponsor gives their reputation. Yeah. So they need to be 110% behind you and know that you can do that yeah. work. They're the ones that are talking about you. Your mentor is the one that are talking with you. Exactly. So I think that's also important when you look to build these relationships. You can have a mentor who's in a different department or like we said, outside or, you know, that's fine. But a sponsor has to know what you can do, like has to. But, you know, I think this brings up a good point. So my sponsor in my current job was a physician I worked with, no joke, 16 years ago. Wow. And we worked together. We kind of came up through the hospital. She has been such an advocate and a sponsor for me in pharma because she knows what I can do. Not in this job, but she worked with me directly. So she's a huge sponsor, but that brings up what we talk about all the time. Don't burn bridges. You never Never. know when people are going to be in power positions or speak your name or, you know what I mean? Like people move and shake. So should you like moving and shaking. Exactly. Never underestimate your network. Never kind of doubt it. It might be a long haul. It's not going to be, you know, a a short push like, oh, tomorrow I'm going to get this dream job. But you know what I mean? Like keep your network going. You have to. Yeah. Those, those are the biggest things. And again, like we just talked about, give it back. I'm not saying you need to freaking book your calendar nine to five being a mentor to people, but just know like people were in your spot once you want to help your colleagues. You want to assist them like on a day-to-day level, but also, you know, take some time, like give it back. If people want to talk to you, be a giver. Well, be a giver. Cause I'll tell you what we give our money. We do we give, give our, our money. time, but also those people, if they're good, uh, I've had somebody be promoted to, uh, my boss's level yeah. that I used to mentor. Yep. I'll take that. Take it. Like, again, you never know where people are going to go. Don't burn bridges. Yeah. So that's just a little bit of what we had to talk to you tonight about the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. You're going to hear those buzzwords a lot. People get them confused. You need multiples of each. Multiples. Multiples. And really, like, this is some of those intangible things. Like, you know, you can do an Excel sheet, you can freaking do a Word document. Like, these are the things career wise you need to make this a priority. So, again, start networking every Friday, what we talk about all the time. Like, start building this shit because when it's an emergency or when you really need something, you're shit out of luck. And you need those people. Yep. You need to have them in your network. You need to have them ready to go. Exactly. Exactly. Go do it. I mean, that's what we got. Go out and do it. Be a giver. Be, be a, a giver. giver. Don't give up your money at the bar, no. but be a giver of your time. No, and be strategic about who you want in your corner. Your time, talents, and your treasures. Well, exactly. Just like we're strategic about where we spend our money. Mm. Be strategic about who your mentor is, who your sponsor is. Like, we're not picking this willy-nilly. Like, no. do your thing. Who's going to help you uh, get ahead? Guys, we um, want to make sure that you are checking out the Go-To Girls podcast. So go to the thegotogirlspodcast.com. Make sure you check us out on our Instagram, yes. Go-To Girls Podcast. Show us some love. And as always, review 
review and give us five a five star. star give us that five star rating. the reviews are so good we love when you guys write reviews they bring so much joy to us we love them so please if you have time right now just go and give us a review or give us a five star we greatly appreciate it, it helps us so much yes follow listen to us on all the platforms we will be back next week we will have story upon story upon story where will jill lay her head i know will it be the hospital where will she land? I mean, you never know. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? in the world is Car- Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Bye.